the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Good afternoon and welcome to Black and Right, where we challenge you to think beyond the limited scope of what the mainstream media shares. Today is the day we take back control by stopping the left's manipulation of the vocabulary of the day to maintain its political chokehold on the black community. And today's the day we shake that tree of the liberal left to see how many nuts fall out. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined with my special guest co-host. He's the owner, founder of Raybine Group and Raybine Paving. Uh, You guys, if you haven't heard of his podcast, the Ditch Digger CEO podcast, you got to go and download that right now because I'm telling you, you want to learn something about leadership. You want to learn something about just connection and, and, and how to aspire to greatness, go ahead and download that Ditch Digger podcast. And he's also somebody, I don't, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to make that announcement right now, but I'll, I'll ask the question a little bit later and we'll see what he, what he says. Uh, Gary Rabine, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, John. How's everything? How's life? You've been busy the last couple of weeks or months, I should say. Life is, uh, life is great. God is good and life is great. Yeah. So, all right, let's kick it off. Tell the audience, who is Gary Rabai? So I am a, uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I mean, I've built a bunch of little companies and some into mid-sized companies, some, some into disasters, right? I've, I've had some failures <laughs> along the way, but I've built, you know, over 30 companies in the last 25 years. Wow. And, uh, you know, starting from nothing, uh, it, you know, originally 38, 40 years ago, starting from nothing out of high school in business, but... I've got a passion for building things, passion yeah. for, for, for creating jobs. I love building things that serve people and, and create jobs, right? So that's kind of who I am. Wow, that's amazing. So, you know, the million-dollar question that's out there, uh, I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, your name is being bandied about, uh, among so many others, uh, about a potential run for governor. Is that something that um, the Gary Raybine, the Ditch Digger CEO podcast guy, is uh, considering? I thought you were going to give me a little time. No before time, before no time. Came up. I'm would, going to throw it right out I, at you. Ivan, you know, I'm still kicking around, but, yeah, but <laughs> mo- most likely, most likely I will uh, be announcing that. Uh-oh. I think, I think it might be as, uh, as short as, as four weeks away. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, passionate about our state. I, I, grow, I grew up here, built all my businesses here. Yeah. Um, my family's here, and I love the state. I can't stand what's going on with it, the deterioration of the state and uh, the 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 value of real estate, the value of our jobs here. Yeah. It's it's uh, crushing to me to see what's going on. I, I, in my business today, we have eleven companies that we operate today at the Raybine Group. Um, our leaders are great people. They lo- they love the state, but nine out of nine out of eleven of those businesses, any accountant would tell us, get the hell out of Illinois. 
it's it's not the place to build these businesses any longer, right? Right. And and I, I'm not willing to do that yet. I'm willing to fight for the state, and, and I, I want to be here for for the rest of my life. And I want I want to be able to look at my my kids and my grandkids and say, this is the place to build your family, yeah. right? This is this is the place that 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 you have opportunity. Yeah. And, and I can't honestly say that right now, John. I, well, I mean, you have a firsthand view of, of of all these, especially a lot of the dictates that's come down from uh, Springfield, um, from the governor's, specifically for the, from the governor's office. Um, I, one of the things that I, I, I immediately, that, that when, I, when I first had a conversation with you, I heard a, I heard a passion that, I, that you normally don't hear from Republicans here in the state of Illinois. Uh, I see, I, when, I, when I, we, I was invited up to Bullhorn, is it Bullhorn, right? Bull Valley. Bull Valley. Bull, Bull Valley, Bull Valley. Bull Valley uh, Golf Club. Golf Club. And I, that was my first time up One of there. the best golf golf experiences in the country, by the way. Uh-oh. That sounds so like got, a radio. You got, you got to, well, if you start that, start to play that game, that's the place you want to play, John. So, well, I, I, I try to play that game. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that good at it at all. You got to play there, you'll get better. <laughs> so, hey, that sounds like a date. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> but I heard a passion that I hadn't heard in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in somebody who's thinking about running for governor. What drives that passion of Gary Rabine? to want to see Illinois return to great because we were great at one point. What, what drives your passion for that? You know, I, it wasn't that long ago where Illinois was a place to go, to start a family, to start a business, to, start it, to, 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 have, to go look for a great job, right? Illinois was a place. And, and, and I'm, when I'm saying not that long ago, think of 2007. In 2007, four, 13, 14 years ago, if any business was going to operate in the middle of the country, they weren't going to be looking at Des Moines, Iowa. Right. They weren't looking at Milwaukee and Indianapolis and, and Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. They're looking at Chicago as the number one place to go. Now our costs were average to a little high back then, but we sure the heck weren't the highest in everything. We right. weren't the most expensive. Our regulation wasn't the, the the most intrusive as it is today. Yeah. Right. So again, we've gone from only only thirteen fourteen years away from being a, a great place where yeah. people would want to come and, and start business, where corporations would say, if Elon Musk. 13, 14 years ago, I was looking for a place to grow in the middle of the country. It would have been it would have been Illinois and Chicago before Dallas. Wow! Now he didn't even look at Illinois, right? Did, Did, didn't even think about it. Didn't even didn't even you know blink. Illinois was not. I mean, yeah. maybe it was on his mind for about a half a second. Yeah. And and then and then it was off his and, mind. And, but, but, but Gary, think about that. Think about that. Think about the, our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Think about think about the railroads. Think about you know the the, the airports, the waterways. I mean, we have. We, I mean, you could pretty much go anywhere in the United States from here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't somebody like an Elon Musk look at us? Because I mean, the 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 the, the bones are there. Is it our leadership? So, so I'm confident when I talk to CEOs. I'm I'm a very blessed guy, John. I, I've I've uh, besides building these businesses, I've gotten involved in national organizations for CEOs and national organizations for job creation. I was one of the founding CEOs in, a, in an organization called Job Creators Network, right? Where I, where I actually learned a ton about jobs, about creating jobs and mm-hmm. regulations that kill jobs, right? So my, our goal in Job Creators Network was a, to, to really look at what regulations are out there or coming out there that would kill jobs. And so with that, I, I, I got to, to understand exactly how that works and yeah. beyond my own market, beyond Chicago. And so with that, I, I got to know a lot of great people. And when I, when I talk to these great people about you know, where, where, where are you going to go, uh, you know, Home Depot to do your next, your, you know, Bernie Marcus? Where, where's Home Depot thinking to go right. to build their next headquarters? Where, you know, where, where, are, where are some of my friends in these, big, in these bigger businesses, where are they going? They, they, back then, when I got in this organization about 12 years ago, they were just falling away from thinking about Illinois. It was, Illinois wasn't number one anymore. Hey, it was wow. number two, right? But now it's last. We're dead last. 
Wow. And so, and so when my, my goal in my, in my life is to serve, right? Yeah. I think the, most, the, the best thing we can do is serve others. It's, yeah. a, it's the best feeling in the world. In our businesses, we can do that every day. And I believe Illinois isn't serving anybody anymore, right? Yeah. We're not serving the taxpayers. We're not serving the homeowners. Yeah. We're not serving the, 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 the urban environment for sure, yeah. right? right. Or, or, the urban, urban communities aren't being served. Nobody in the, you, can't, you can't go from the poorest communities to the richest communities in the state and say, Illinois is serving them well. You can't you go can't. to the smallest businesses to the biggest businesses and say, Illinois is serving them well. We're not serving anybody anymore. So with that said, how are these elected officials continuously getting elected when, when you look at the dire straits of who we are economically, when you look at what's happening in our inner cities, 4,000 people shot last year in Chicago, 700 people uh, killed, 166 carjackings in the first month of, the, uh, of 2021. How are these people continuously getting elected? You know, that's, that's a great question, John. I don't have the, the, the perfect answer for that, but I think, I think most of it is, you know, we, we have a lack of, of understanding of what leadership looks like, Ooh, right? This is what I wanted to bring out. I mean, I, I believe that, you know, in business, we can't get away with the things we're seeing in, in, in politics Correct. today. And I don't believe that every politician, every, every, every person in government has to be a business person, right? right. But boy, you ought to understand a, a little bit of accounting and a little bit of economics if you're going to be in a position of leadership in government, right? Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of that. And I don't care if you get that education from an Ivy League education and, and you know, uh, getting your CPA and an economics degree, or you get that from diving into business, understanding what hurts. When you lose money, it hurts. Yeah. When you lose jobs and you, and, and you, have, to, you have to you cry to see people leave your business because you can't afford them anymore, right? That's right. That hurts. Yeah. And those lessons, in my opinion, those life lessons are as valuable or more, more valuable than, 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 a, than academic education. Yeah. And so when I, when I see people that, that, are, that, are, that are, the mo- that in my, my opinion, the sharpest when it comes to job creation, they're not always the, the, the most highly educated people. The Ivy League class. They're the, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're the people that have lived an experiment and experimented with you know, building things and creating jobs and serving others, right? Yeah. Because you, you feel it when you lose, and then you, you make adjustments to win, yeah. right? And I believe Illinois, we've, in Illinois we've been losing for, for a couple decades now, you know, last last 15, 16 years, let's say, has been has been the big downslide. But yeah. we were making mistakes before that. We were just getting away with them, right? Yeah. Now we're not getting away with them. Now it's evident that that Illinois is the highest tax state in the country, cumulative, Ooh. right? When we look at all our taxes, we look at we look at the big impact and, and the deterioration of real estate value in Illinois. Yeah. The worst in the country, I'm yeah. telling you, the worst in the country. Now the, the 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 numbers aren't all out there, clear as can be. But I can guarantee you, there's 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 maybe one or two states similar to us, but not many. When you look at the deterioration of the nest eggs of individuals, homeowners, and, and mom and pops, and people, you know families, they're they're saving they're saving their money and it's all in their house and their nest egg, and it's gone now because the values of their homes are gone because we're taxing them to death. Ah, Gary Rabine, Ditch Digger CEO podcast. Go download it. It's so refreshing to to to, to just to hear your story. And I'm grateful that you wanted to share it with our audience today. Uh, we'll be back more with Gary Rabine. And my good friend Jay DeMarco calls in to talk about his business and how uh, he's thriving. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Get up. All right, now, that. come on now. Come on, girl. I like that. See, I can't sing when when, when George Hoffdaddy is here. But I, when, when Doug is here, we get out. Hey, welcome back to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, Gary Rabine. 
Uh, he's the. Are you? You're no longer the CEO, right? Your your son is is now taking over. My the My son right? Austin. Is Austin, now yes. CEO, yeah. yeah. Um, but guys, I'm telling you, go download the podcast, the Ditch Digger CEO. Um, great great teachings on on entrepreneurship, uh, on leadership, and we're gonna talk a lot later in the second hour, uh, Gary, about the tie-in between um, government and being an entrepreneur, and why it's important. In, in so many regards. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm psyched. Oh, okay. So, you know, as, as you know, um, COVID has really hurt a lot of businesses. Uh, we talked about it early in the, in the first segment, uh, Gary. Uh, I wanted to have a friend of mine who, who I have known for quite some, some years now. Um, I've had a lot of my own, um, when I was a state representative, a lot of my own parties at his, at his restaurants. And uh, he's always been somebody who, who really understands business and somebody that, uh, to, to your credit, Gary, he's somebody who has a heart for people. And he wants to see people successful. Uh, my good friend, he lives in Oswego, not Oswego, as, as most people call it. Uh, he owns Kennedy Point in Bristol, Roadhouse, and Pens. I thought it was Penheads, but he's calling, he sent me Pens in Yorkville. Uh, he's opening up his new concept, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him on. And I hope I'm getting the name right. Um, Jay, you, you can slap me when I see you. Um, later, uh, is it Barra or Barra, Barra DeMarco in Oswego? He has two boys, Joe, Nicholas and Joey, a freshman and senior. Nicholas has autism and has been really affected by no school. Joey is a senior football player, so sports has affected him as well. Jay DeMarco, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Good talking to you. Hey, how do you like that introduction? I love that. That was nice. <laughs> and you were right. It was Barra. Barra. You got to try. Look at that. Uh, Jay, now when 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 it came to pens, didn't you open pens right before the pandemic hit? So we opened February sixth, I believe, was the actual date. So about one month and a week prior to the shutdown. Wow. Now I I, I want to talk about the business, but but when you put that in your your bio and you wanted me to read that bio, uh, especially about your kids in school. Uh, that's been like the the biggest thing that's happening in the last couple of weeks. As you know, um, Mayor Lori Lightford came on the um, news last night and talking about there has CPS has to get back to school. These teachers have to get back to school. How how paint that picture for people that are listening? How how has that really affected the family nucleus with with these kids not being? Because I know how it's affecting my kids. My son my son sure. can't play basketball at all this year, and it's really depressed him a little bit. How has it affected your kids? Absolutely. So Nicholas, as you stated, has autism. So he's a low functioning. So his structure in a day is very, very important. You know, it, it's got to be very precise. He wakes up, shower, brush teeth, breakfast, on the bus to school. So that ended obviously March, whatever, 16th or 17th this year. So really for, you know, 11 months, Nicholas didn't go to school. And for four or five months of that, you couldn't even get therapies because they weren't seeing anyone. Wow. So it's affected him. I mean, he's taken all the strides he's taken through school and therapies over the last 13 years of his life. It basically now backtracks. So we're back to square one, basically now as a freshman with a whole new, you know, a whole new school. Luckily, he gets to go back. You know, last Monday was his first day back. So wow. hopefully he'll get back on track. But it was really tough for him with his uh, moods and, you know, his sleeping patterns. Everything was just all messed up the last 11 months. Uh, and then obviously with Joey, my senior, no football. I mean, that's these kids, you know, they've spent most of their life. This is 
football and school, football yeah. and school. So it's everything. So it really so, affected him, but, you know, thank God they're at least going to get a little season here starting in a few weeks. So, Hey, Jay, good to meet you. I'm Gary Rabine. How are you? Hey, Gary, good. Nice to meet you. You know, I'm, I'm uh, seeing a lot of this stuff. It really makes me sick as far as the shutdown of schools and this education of ours because, I mean, I've got, I've got uh, you know, I, I, I was a – I was a bad student academically, and the only, re- <laughs> only reason I, I went to school is because I liked football and wrestling and, and girls, right? Sure. Otherwise, I really wouldn't have gone. And, and I definitely could not have learned this way. I, I, would, I would not be able to I would have dropped out, right? Um, but bottom line right. is I'm, I have a friend of mine that's, uh, that, give, that does scholarships across the country for kids, right? Wow. He, he find, his company is mm-hmm. the biggest in the world, what he does. He finds scholarships for athlete, athletes from Division One all the way to Division Three wow. or whatever, and they match any sport there is with scholarships, right? And what he, what he sees, he sees this hole in Illinois and states mm-hmm. like ours, where they're 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 not they're, they're, the kids can't they can't even get the the, the the any tape on these kids. Right. They can't get a, information on them because they're not performing. And the and the states around have way more opportunity. The open states yeah. are, are these kids have lots of opportunity now because states like Illinois, New York, New Jersey, California are killing these kids. And, they're, and, yeah. and, and literally, they're, 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 and a lot of these yeah. kids are, are are of course mental health issues are abundant. When you think about these poor kids that, yeah. that that they live for the sports, and by the way, are living for potentially a big a, a big scholarship, right? And and, and professionalism Absolutely. that comes after that, and education that comes yeah. with that, they're gone. A lot of these things yeah. are. I mean, it's, it's sickening that we're not considering these things. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that. So, I Jay, mean, luckily, in my case, my son got to play as a junior, so he got some film. But you know, uh, from junior to senior, I mean, that's another year of life. You're yeah, 20 it pounds is. Happy year. After, I mean, there's so much more opportunity as a senior. So, Jay, what has what has life like been said, like? What is life, Jay? What has life been like? You know, maneuvering through this pandemic and these draconian restrictions, especially somebody that's in the restaurant business who looks like you guys are like the bad sheep, the black sheep of of the whole essential, non-essential workers. Absolutely. So, you know, when it first started, we didn't know what was going on. So everyone was, you know, all the information you were getting was hearsay, or you're listening to. Uh, you know, so who knows on March 16th how bad COVID really was. So the shutdown, from what I remember being told at the beginning, was, all right, one or two weeks, we're going to be back on track. Well, that turned into three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've taken a, a bar concept like Roadhouse, and now we got to turn into a more of a restaurant doing carry-out delivery, which, wow. you know, it took time, but we figured it out. Pins is a different story. That's bowling. bowling that yeah. And there is no carry out delivery. So yeah. pins was a complete shutdown, oh. you know, but rent doesn't stop. Electric nope. bills don't stop. Yep. You know, all the things that go into running a place, a 15,000 square foot place, those costs were still there. You know what I mean? Those yeah. don't go away. Um, so that was a struggle. And then same with Kennedy point. I mean, they didn't let golf start till I, I think it was around mid May before they, they allowed golf to begin. You know, so we lost a month and a half of decent weather. And again, uh, I'm at a golf course with Kennedy Point, so I'm not known for carry out delivery at all. Yeah, we're we're in it. Constantly (laughs) having to change what we were doing over the course of those first three to five months. We're we're blessed enough to be in that same industry. I I also one of my businesses is a golf course in in, uh, Bull Valley up up there in Woodstock, and same thing, right? I mean, we we uh, we used we had. 52 weddings, 53 weddings a year, and this year, like, nothing, right? And, and you know, we, exactly. well, th- those that could have had weddings were scared away, right, from the, yeah. from the, from this, uh, from the idea of, of COVID, right? So either way, 
we we've got de- we got decimated you know financially at this golf course. Yeah, you had more golf when when golf was open, but boy, that wasn't sure. enough to take up for the for the food and beverage <laughs> that you got that exactly. you lost totally, right? Yeah. So exactly. I, in, in an industry that you, it's not really a very profitable industry anyway. If you do it because you got people that love it that you're supporting and all that, right? Right. So right. So, so Jay, That's absolutely right, and not to mention all the golf outings. I yeah. mean, we went from doing mm-hmm. forty to fifty golf outings a year to two. I think we did two this year of. Wow. Maybe 24 people. You know, wow. so. Hey, Jay, we got, about, we got about 45 seconds. Did you at any no. time or any point just say, want to say, you know, ignore the shutdown and, and stay open and just say, you know what, we have lives that, that are being decimated uh, at any point? Yeah, the second yeah the second round when they closed us in mid-November, we tried for a couple of weeks to do, but we had to reopen. We had no choice. So I would have had to close up shop. Wow. Jay DeMarco. There was no choice there. Jay DeMarco, owner of Kennedy Point Roadhouse and Pens in Yorkville. And he's opening up a new concept, um, Barra DeMarco. You know what? I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk about Barra DeMarco. Go ahead. Yeah, so Barra DeMarco is exciting. So this is an Italian concept in Oswego um, in Washington Square right off 71. That's going to basically specialize in old-world Italian. We're going to have good Napolitano pizza. Chicago-style pizza, pasta, sausage, meatballs, all the Ooh, great Italian food, wow. and, a, and more of a fun. I'm coming. <laughs> when is the grand opening? We're going to February 18th. February 18th. What's the location? Yeah. Location. 4571, Route 71. Jay DeMarco, my man, thanks so much for joining me on Black and Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to be at that grand opening, okay? That's awesome, brother. Thank all you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Jay. Yeah. Uh, I love I love pushing entrepreneurs. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with Gary Rabine. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend and potential candidate for governor of the of this state of Illinois, I can't say Illinois. <laughs> you know when I when I first uh, when you first get elected for the general assembly, they give you like thirty seconds to a minute to go out there and introduce yourself. Well, Mike Boss, who's a congressman now, was my seatmate, mm-hmm. and he tells me, "Hey, you got you got to do this quick. You got to be fast." I know they said thirty seconds. He said, "Do it in like 15. So I'm reading, reading, reading fast, fast as I go. Illinois. Oh, I got all type of text messages. Hey, I didn't know Illinois changed its name to Illinois. Sorry about that. Just a memory that came up when I when I, when I looked over. You're, you're under pressure. You got to expect that kind of stuff. I did. But um, Gary Raymond, thanks so much for joining us in studio today. Thank you. I hope you're having a good time. It's a blast. Are one, you kidding me? One of the things I like, I like to talk about the issues of the day, but I also like to talk about, I also like the people that come in here to have fun. Uh, I think if you can't have fun talking about the issues of the day, what's the point? We're having a blast. Man. Yeah. And and I love what you said about Jay DeMarco in the break. You said he had to pivot. Most of the business leaders and people who've had, you know, businesses weren't able to pivot. How important is it that is that pivot? So bring bring the businesses that don't survive if they don't know how to pivot. If they don't know how to go on a diet once in a while when they get too heavy in their overhead, right? Government is the same thing. Unfortunately, Illinois hasn't pivoted in decades, right? Illinois 
hasn't gone on a diet in no. decades, no. right? No. In business, we've got to. We, if we don't survive unless we pivot when we have to, like, like Jay did, right? Mm-hmm. No way he would have survived if he didn't pivot and think outside the box about new things to do. Especially, as he said, Pens, the one that had just opened pretty much a couple of days before the actual shutdowns began. Absolutely. You know, imagine that. Imagine that. Think about that. Think about these entrepreneurs that are out there and they're looking to um, start businesses. And then right soon as you start, smack right in your face, there's a lockdown. And your entire business, right out the window. Right? Unfortunately, we're picking winners and losers in government, and that can't happen. Yeah. Right? That's not, that's not what America is about. Right? Yeah. We got to understand safety, understand how to, how to protect people for sure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But when we talk about locking down schools when kids under, under puberty, under 13, can't, aren't even contagious, right? Yeah. When kids under 30, right, are, are, are way less likely to, to have something terrible happen in death, right, than the flu, yeah. way less likely. Yeah. We don't stop kids from going to school because they're going to get the flu, do we? So why no. that? And then, and then you take teachers and they're saying, okay, 60 and over, 90% of the cases is what I, the number I've seen. 60 and over, 90% of the cases are 60 and over. How many teachers teach after 60? Wow. Not, you, not, but, not many. No, but I mean, there's people to protect. 100% safety has got to be our first and foremost, you know, uh, got to be top of mind always, right? Yeah. But again, safety, and then let's not shut down our economy ever. Let's not shut down our education systems ever again. Yeah. I, I, I saw the Illinois Department of Public Health release the report um, last week, and it showed that over 9,000 or nearly half of, it wasn't quite half, nearly half of all of our deaths here in Illinois came from senior, senior mm-hmm. assisted living facilities. Um, we didn't do what New York, we didn't do what Pennsylvania did by shoving you know, people into infested, infected areas of, of senior citizens. But, but shouldn't we have done a better job planning for that aspect of, of, of COVID-19, knowing that, you know, Especially now, it's almost a, it's been a year now. Shouldn't we have done a better job with that? We didn't show compassion at all for those that are that are in in homes at all, right? Because and we still aren't. And recently, as you might know, our our governor chose to vaccinate our prisoners, yeah. before the old, older people, right? Before the homes. Wow, think about that. Think about the message that sends to the men and women who've lived their lives and and given back and done so many great things in the, in our state. And they were told, nah, we're going to put the people who are in jail for crimes ahead of you. What, is it, what, what message does that send to, 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 to the people of Illinois? It just tells the tale. What, you know, who do you, what do you care about the most? Your actions tell, you, tell, tell the public, who do you care about the most, right? Right. Exactly. I want to I play this. I want I to get your, your uh, you, you and I, we talked about uh, Governor DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a rock star. I think he's an up-and-coming governor. And I do believe that he may throw his hat. If Trump doesn't throw his hat in the, um, oh, we got our caller on the line. I was waiting for, I was trying to waste time for, for, for our next guest. Um, but uh, let's, let's, we'll, go, we'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. But, you know, um, throughout the 2018 and 20, uh, 2020 elections, uh, there was a group out there that was really pushing um, it with, in, in the black Latino and Asian community of trying to get people on the ballot to run for offices. I think that's one of the biggest problems mm-hmm. throughout the entire United States of America. You have too many open seats, especially in deep blue cities like Chicago, where people, they, these people that have been in office for decades without ever having uh, an opposition or, or a primary opponent or somebody on the Republican side of the aisle. 
but my friend George Farrell, uh, Farrell. I hope I saying that right, George. You you, you can. Um, I answer. I answer to either one. Because <laughs> it's spelled either he way. Doesn't have to call me Mister. How's that? <laughs> well, I'm. I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'm a former cop, so. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. But George, I didn't realize we were headed up against a hard break. Hey, we're going to take this break. We're going to come back more with George Farrell from BlackPack.gop. Um, what you guys did in 2020 was more than a miracle, and we're going to go more into it with that. Uh, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Gary Rabine. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with uh, potentially the next governor of the state of Illinois, Gary Rabine. <laughs> hey, make sure you go out and, and, and download his podcast, The Ditch Digger CEO. Uh, it's, it's a great podcast. But before the break, we were talking with to... George, now you got to tell me the exact enunciation of your last. It's, it's spelled. You can say either. You can say it either way. So is it George? It's Pharrell. Pharrell. I said it it's right then. Pharrell. Yeah, you said it right. But um, when I, when you know, I've been you and I've been um, LinkedIn friends for quite some time, and I've been following everything that you guys have been doing. And I'm telling you, uh, Burgess Owens, uh, Byron Donalds, um, Daryl Issa, Ron DeSantis. I don't think a lot of these people win without BlackPack.gop. Um, what say you? When, when, what drive, what, what, what's the mission of BlackPack.gop? Okay. Well, BlackPack stands for Black Latin Asian Knowledge Political Action Committee. And we started in 2015. That's when BlackPack officially started. And it started, the purpose was to elect more black conservatives uh, uh, from all levels, school boards, which I think is most important race, state representative, Congress, and to and to get people who understand the values of the Republican Party. Okay. Not not just the uh, not just the people who run to run over and over again and lose, but people who want to win. Like Byron Donald served three terms in the state legislature wow. before he ran for Congress. Yeah. So it wasn't he didn't just jump out there and run for Congress. I think that's our biggest mistake. We have so many people who jump out and run for Congress because God told them to. And God didn't tell them that. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so I, I should make a joke of it. But we but like people funny. who have legislative experience, yeah. you know, who have served on a school board, who have served in a, a county, county commission or city legislature before they run for Congress. And, and that's what it takes. That's yeah. what we know that it takes. If you're because yeah, we have a there's a whole set of folks in California that run over and over and over again and lose over and over, over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, and, and our goal is to give the right training. Uh, former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll is one of our educators. She does all of our course, all of our courses uh, in terms of teaching people what it takes to win, what it takes to run. And she's a very powerful and, and very knowledgeable lady. She served in the state legislature. And then became uh, lieutenant governor under Rick Scott. Yeah, but but George, what what, what, what about those? But you know, I, I I agree I agree in part with you with when it comes to people yeah. that are running for office because I think sometimes people are looking for new fresh blood. Um, because yeah. I, I, right now I'm sitting across from a guy right now. He's a, a very successful businessman. Speaking of fresh blood, right? <laughs> right. He's a very he's a he's a very successful <laughs> businessman here in Illinois, and uh, he's done a lot of great things in his own life. Um, 
and he's considering running for governor of Illinois. And I wanted to make sure I paired you two together when I, as I was thinking about who to bring on the show to have a conversation uh, with Gary Rabai, I, I, I immediately said, I got I to gotta reach out to George to see if George would be willing to come on because you guys' ground game is, is, is uh, next to my buddy, Black Conservatives Federation um, President uh, Deontay Johnson. You guys have a, yeah. a ground game that's, that's next to none. Well, we have a ground game. We have a, uh, a thing that we call Cerebrum, which actually is a digital, it's a digital direct messaging thing that we use where we actually place ballots right on people's phones uh, right before they go to vote. You know, we, we geo-target this technology. So we can actually pick an area and, and place the ballot with your name circled in red right on people's phones because you can't really uh, take anything into the ballot box right. except the Democrats do. But, so we place the ballot right on people's phones before they vote. So we use a direct digital. We do ground game. We knock doors. Um, we do a lot of special events. Yeah, and, and a lot of this comes from experience. We were there before I formed Black Pack. We were the group that actually got Jeb Bush elected the second time. Oh, wow. so The first time he ran for governor, he lost. And the second time he won. Uh, because we got involved, or I got involved in what a group of people, we actually had people uh, on the Democratic side switch to become Republican, uh, like Daryl Roussard was a state rep. He switched from Democrat to Republican. Rudy Bradley switched from Democrat to Republican. Um, and, and one of the first things Jeb did in response to that was recreate the Florida A&M Law School. Florida A&M did not have a law school wow. until Jeb Bush brought it back. And that's because we worked very hard to get him elected the second time. And the reward for that was the Florida A&M Law School, which started in Orlando and just moved to Tampa. Hey, hey George. So, hey, George. Yes. How do, we get your, how, how do we get your butt up here in Illinois where we got 38, 38 <laughs> seats where nobody runs in seats where, where, where the black community is, is dominant it in many is. of these seats, yeah. right? Yeah. And we get nobody to run. And, we, and, and, and understanding who you are, and I read up on you a little bit, right? I mean, you're, yeah. all, you're all about what I believe in, I call citizen warriors, right? I'm, I'm talking about Ooh, people, I'm talking about citizen warriors, people that run not to serve themselves, but actually because they want to right. do something great for the state, their community, and, and we don't have enough of that in Illinois. And, and, and again, I also believe that... You, mean you have people that don't run who don't understand that they control a budget that can get money in their community for cops. Exactly. I was a cop too, by the way. <laughs> hey, thanks for serving, brother. Yeah. We, we, love, yeah. Our, we love our cops. Hey, yeah. Hey George. Hey George. I, I'm yeah. listen. I, 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 I Gary was kind of joking, but I, he was serious. I think we need we need to start investing in, in in these blue states because Illinois is only blue because of certain four, five, six, seven, eight right. counties. There's a way we can take Illinois back, but we need people like George Farrell and Black Pack dot GOP to help us do that. We only have 15 seconds, but um, George, thanks so much for joining. I, Whenever you do come to Chicago, I want you sitting right where Gary's sitting across from me, and I want us I to will, really have a conversation. That sounds good. George Farrell, uh, founder of BlackPack.GOP. Go visit it. He's, he's helping single-handedly change a lot of these different states uh, and bringing more people who are minorities into the fold of the Republican Party. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Thanks, George. Thanks, Mr. Anthony. And this B-L-A-K-P-A-C. Yes. GOP. There Thanks it is. A lot. Thank Thanks, you. John. No problem. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. 
Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio uh, with my guest co-host today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it just like this. You said earlier that Bull Valley was one of the toughest courses to play, but it's a place where you can learn golf, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Everybody that comes on my show gets a nickname. Illinois needs somebody to run rough shot and break up, break some things. You are Gary the Bull Ray Bion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Time to break up some stuff. We need a bull in a china shop right now because the only way we're going to fix Illinois is if we just decimate and, and build from, the, from afresh. I don't think there's anything that we can, we can salvage from the past or anything that's now standing. I think you have to just raise everything. What do you say? We've got a lot of work to do, and uh, it definitely is going to take um, – it's going to take a little bit of toughness, and I, I, I'll bring that. Let's do it. Gary the Bull. Hey, um, so here's a question. Question from somebody on, on, on the Facebook Live. Uh, what's your, where, 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 where do you stand on term limits? Term limits, great question, whoever that was. I'll tell you what, you know, I believe in this thing, citizen warriors. I believe that you know, the old world states, statesmen and stateswoman, right, was a cool thing, right? The old, the old people that served in, in government you know, 100 years ago, 200 years, they called themselves statesmen because there weren't a lot of women. Yeah. I would say statesmen and stateswomen. But yeah. Back then, they served, and then they got out. They right. got back to business, got back to the armed forces. They got back to what they loved doing beyond. Went back being farmers. So, and Yeah, farmers, right? And, and, instead of you know, being career politicians, it wasn't heard of back then, right? I believe that citizen warriors mean this. It means terming yourself out in eight years, right? Mm. It means nope, you've you got to fight anything unsustainable like the pension we have in Illinois. So that's number two. You've got to fight unsustainable cost and overhead. Our pension is a disaster. It's got to be restructured, okay? they got to be in for that. And thirdly, they got to fight corruption every day. If they care about the citizens of Illinois, they care about the taxpayers and, the, and, and the, the, the state surviving, right? Yeah. we got to do these things. Those three things are, are, are really, really important. To have to, that we have to, so we need to get people, young and old, to say, I'm in, man. I'll yeah. run. If I can be that, I'm in. Citizen wow. warrior. I love that term, citizen warrior. <laughs> and, and when you look at the pension... That's twenty eight percent of our budget. Just so, so before we can do anything, we have to pay twenty eight percent of our budget towards the pensions. That's that's mind blowing. Can I tell you something? Yeah, twenty eight percent. If we paid it like you and I have to pay a mortgage or a car, yeah. we have to pay we have to pay principal and interest, so we eventually get it paid off. If we paid it that way, it'd be fifty five percent. Yeah. So we're we're not even we're kicking the can at twenty eight percent to pay it right. It'd be fifty five percent. Where's our state if we're paying it right? Wow. Done. Done. Ashes. Wow. That's it, you know when I when I think about I think I think I think the path ahead is easier now that Mike Madigan is gone though. I think um you know I've been seeing and watching what people have been saying about Chris Welch and his leadership style. He, is he gonna be beholden to Mike Madigan? Um I didn't I didn't Chris 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 and I we when I served down well speak the speaker I should say. I, I wanna I like I wanna put respect on his title and who he is. Um but you know I didn't see him as somebody who's just going to be roided, you know, bullied and, and, and <laughs> just pushed over by Madigan, who no longer is Speaker of the House, although he, still, he does still control the purse strings. I still don't see Chris just, you know, saying, OK, here you go, whatever you say, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't see Chris. Mm-hmm. Welch. So I think the next governor will have uh, I mean, you got um, Senate, Senate, Senate leader, uh, Senate president uh, Don Harmon. Over in the House, in the Senate, and uh, Dan McConchie, the uh, Minority Leader in the Senate. So I think, I think, I think the who's ever the new governor, because I, I don't think Pritzker makes a second term. I just don't. I just, I don't see how Illinoisans who've gone through all this hell will do something like that. 
<laughs> Doug, what you say, Doug? Doug said, teachers are grateful for that pension. Sally, it was spent by politicians, and we've got a bad rap. And that's true. That's true. Um, Gary, thanks so much for, for joining me this first hour. But you're not going anywhere. You're going to stick around with me for the second hour as well. Awesome. And we're going to open up the phone lines, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. Should, should Governor Pritzker get a second chance Absolutely. or a second term Absolutely not. at being governor of a state that he's decimated? How much more can he wreck us? I know. You're listening to Black and White on M560. I'm your host, John Anthony, with Gary the Bull Rabine. We'll be right back. to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I've had to stand up in my chair now. <laughs> I'm so so excited to have my guest co-host in here today. Uh, we've been I, we've been talking back and forth about getting you on. Um, we was, we were trying to get you on in what February? It was either February or today. That's, that was the the days you had. And now when he said the thirtieth, I'm gay. I said, hey, let's do it, Gary the Bull Rabine. If you guys don't know why I'm calling him the Bull. Um, a couple of segments ago in the first hour, I, I said that, you know, Illinois needs somebody who's going to be uh, steadfast, basically, somebody who, who's not afraid, somebody who really wants to reform this, this state because it's going to be a not, it's going to need a, a lot of reform and a lot of decisions. Tough decisions are going to have to be made. And it's going to be the person I believe who's going to have to take on and become governor of this state uh, is going to have to be a bull, somebody that's in, like a bull in, in a china shop. That's in there, you know, but but carefully in some regards. In some regards, some things you just don't because one of the things that Gary and I talked about during the break um, was right when I ended the sh- the, the last segment, we talked about teachers. Um, Doug is uh, a teacher on the board, who's on the boards today. He's a teacher, and he said, and th- what Doug said was, we teachers are grateful for that pension. Sadly, it was spent by Illinois politicians, and we got in a bad rap. Yeah. And I said to mm-hmm. Gary, one of the things where Bruce Rauner failed was that he made the everyday union person feel like they didn't matter. And Gary, you said... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's kind of where I come from. I come from labor, right? I, I, I built my business, and my, all, my, all our businesses are labor-dominated, uh, labor right? We're in paving, concrete, asphalt, roofing, doors, docks, all these things that are labor jobs, yeah. right? I love labor, so I can't bash labor, man. That's yeah. where I come from, and that's where my business have been built from, and our jobs have been built from. Yeah. So for me... Uh, I, you know, I, I believe it's not it, it's not a labor problem. It's not a it's not a personal problem, right? Somebody in the past has created a pyramid scheme, and these people, you know, that worked their butts off, yeah. counting on this pension, now have to somehow you know, be be part of the solution. Yes. and it's not going to be easy. But the solution can't be zero in ten right. or fifteen years because that's where it's going to be if we don't get our arms around it. It's going to be zero. That'll be the ugliest solution and, and, and the weakest solution for leadership. If our leadership doesn't have the courage in the near future to change this, this trajectory, right, all of, all of our, our friends at pensions go, are, are in trouble, right? If we have the courage now, we can change that trajectory, and that's, that's got to be the goal. Yeah. And, and to be fair, Rana did have the correct message. It was, it was the way in which he tried to go about sending that message. And I, I think it, we, you know, we would always say that in caucus. To each other, mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, he, he basically he came in and just ran roughshod over who we were. And I think I think that's that's kind of dangerous when you go when you're running for governor, you want to go in and you're coming into a caucus, you don't really know any of the, most of these people, and you're going to just dictate to them what they're going to do. That 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 doesn't go over right. Well, you know what? Um, for me, I, you know, the bull is another. I, I've got a lot of nicknames. I'm not sure if the bull is is, is one that, that's going to stick. I, my, my, you know, ditch digger CEO is something I use because I because I love the idea of, of in America we can start things and build things in America and the ta- the hard way and have success, right? And you yeah. can't do that everywhere. This is this isn't common in every anywhere else in the world. Yeah, the the the, the success our little businesses have had and growing to be bigger businesses, right? Is is an American story yeah. that's not common in the world, and people don't get that. Right. People don't because we don't travel all over the world. You don't you don't right. see these other countries, but this isn't common, right. and we need we need to keep it common. Okay, so when when I look at you know in business, I have to I have to reach across to customers mm-hmm. that that don't agree sometimes, or a competition that doesn't agree sometimes, and 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 and, and I believe you know in walking into this this political world. You know, I, the, the speaker and the president, uh, Don, I was, I was actually fortunate enough to meet uh, Don Harmon recently. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a really nice guy, he is. right? He really and is. and uh, I'm, I'm Chris. I've heard good things about Chris, you know, the speaker also. But, you know, bottom line is I know these guys want to, want to save Illinois. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind they don't want to see this, the state in ashes. Yeah. They love it too. I, I, don't, I don't know them that well, but I'm guessing yeah. they do or they wouldn't be working so hard yeah. down there, right? So to reach across is going to be really important. We can't get it done uh, by, by Republicans or Democrats alone, it's got to be it's got to be uh, together, right? Yeah. So if we don't do that, we're we're going to be lost, and yeah. we got we got to eventually get along down there. Yeah. Well, with that said, let's go to the lines. Um, Debbie, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John. Hi, hey, Debbie. Debbie. I know who you are. Hey. Okay, here's the problem, Pritzker. Um, he, he's going to be around for a while. I know it. People, the Democrats stick together and they keep on voting for the same people over and over. Now, us Republicans, if we try to convince them that what has he done, they don't want to talk about it. Hey, hey, Debbie, here's what I say. I mean, number one, we got to stop thinking Republicans are, are a different breed than Democrats. We're all, in Illinois, we're all one. We have to save the state together, Democrats and Republicans alike. And if, and if we don't, if, if again, if we can't align on some things, if we, if we can't align that 77% is the number I've seen, 77% of Illinoisans with a job would leave tomorrow if they could make the same money somewhere else, okay? That's not just Republicans. Democrats and Republicans alike, Deb, right? And then you look at, again, look at this, uh, the, I called it the fat tax, because I believed our, our tax system is obese in Illinois, and that tax, that income tax was not, not the fair tax. I believe it was a fat tax. People yeah. said, you can't call it that. I said, yeah. it's the only thing I can call it. But bottom line, Debbie, is that didn't <laughs> pass for a reason. Didn't pass for a reason, because Democrats and Republicans alike knew that was disastrous, right? So, Debbie, I believe that we're, we're at a, time, a point in time in Illinois now where there's more people thinking that you know we got to we got to put out the fiscal fire of Illinois first. All these social issues got to go to the they're, they're the landscaping in the backyard. We got to put out the fiscal fire together. Okay, wow. have a nice day. Thank you so much, Debbie. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be um, it's going to be something else, man. I, I really believe uh, <laughs> that went over my head the whole fat tax thing, but I. <laughs> <laughs> right, Wait, clear and, that, and that's not a personal thing, yeah. right? I mean, people think that's offensive. No, no, no. That yeah. that's what the way you, the only way you can describe Illinois in the size of our government 
and 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 the damage we're doing in, the, in taxation is it's 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 obese. It's not just fat. It's yeah. it's huge. We can't, we've got to address it. Let's go back to the phone lines. Rano, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, John. Yes. How you doing, Rano? Yeah. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're you're wonderful. You're a gem. I love listening to you, buddy. First of all, Thank I want to make. I just want to read a uh, several names, and I'm sure you could probably add about a couple dozen. Okay. Uh, Thomas Sowell, well, the late Herman Cain. Yes. Candace Owens, Ben Carson, Larry Elder, Colonel West, and you, John Anthony. Oh. Now, here's what I want to say. I want to say that I believe that blacks are the future of the conservative Republican Party. So do I. I believe they're the bravest, the boldest, and the most articulate in our ranks, buddy. And I have no doubt that they are the future of this party, and I think that scares the living hell out of the Democrats. That, Ronald, scares them. You're, yeah. you're spot on, and that's one of the reasons why I had George from Black Pack on today. Because, I mean, the work that they're doing, the work that the um, Black Conservative Federation um, is doing, led by my good friend Deontay Johnson, they're really pushing out there and really trying to change the conversation when it comes to blacks and Latinos and Asians getting involved in the Republican Party. So you're, you're spot on. And, I, and I, I, I definitely believe, because remember, remember, the black, the black population... Our, the, our first party was the Republican Party, and so many people. You know, you know how many how many conversations yeah. I have with black people, and they don't even know that. And so that's why Absolutely. Black and Right, um, this radio show, is on here. So thanks so much for calling in, Ronald. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Take care, John. Okay. But he's right. Absolutely. And and and, and I'm going to tell you. I mean, you're running for governor. You're thinking about running for governor. Uh, one good thing that Bruce Rauner did. He didn't run away from black Chicago. He didn't run away from Latino Chicago. He didn't run away from Asian Chicago. He went there mm-hmm. and he had conversations with them. Uh, I think any governor that wants to, anybody that wants to win governor on the Republican side has to win 20 plus upwards to 20 plus percent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of Absolutely. I mean, think about it. There's the 38 districts where we don't run uh, reps in right now. Yeah. Right. What's what's the majority of the population? Yeah, right? I mean, predominantly it's black. It's minorities in a big way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And boy, what's are those communities that great? Yeah. Are they that successful, that great in those communities that they don't stand up and say, "Wait, something's got to change," yeah. right? Yeah, decades and decades. Look at the west side of Chicago. P. Ray, don't even don't even think about calling it. Uh, but think about the west side of Chicago. Uh, I'm 44. I'll be 45 in April. It looks the same. From when I was a child, going over the west side, there are certain parts where you see the gentrification, you know, raising up, but it looks exactly the same. And that's we need a governor who's willing to invest in these areas to bring them back. And I think a, a Republican governor does that throughout the state of Illinois, and not so much through handouts, but 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 really going into these communities and saying, "Hey, look, let's let's work on a plan to fix your communities." It's all, it's all about, in my opinion, it's job creation. And, and, there it is, and, and you know, being an entrepreneur. I love figuring out how to create jobs and and and, and opportunity. Yeah. And I believe there's a lot of opportunity outside the, the, these urban environments yeah. that could be op- that we could be training people for. Right? Love it. And we, you know what? And later in the segment, we're going to talk about because you you're doing something like that, and we'll talk about that later. Hey, but coming up, huh? The censure of Congressman Adam Kinzinger is that really happening? We talk with attorney Austin Scott Davies coming up next. You're listening to Black and White on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. And with the Ditch Digger CEO, how that? Gary Man. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. 
I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with my good friend and potential, potential candidate for governor of this state of Illinois, Gary Rabine, the bull. <laughs> <laughs> you having fun? It's a blast. Are you kidding? This is right. a blast. I really appreciate it. Um, this is a tough one for me. Um, as you know, Congressman Adam Kinzinger came out and, well, you know, how about I just play it, the Adam Kinzinger clip, and and but before before I play it, let me let me let me lead you up to it. As you know, Adam Kinzinger has been somebody that you know has been a basically a, a thorn in the side of President Trump. I don't have a problem with that. I, I really I never had a problem with 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 the way Kinzinger would would you know come out and say certain things about the president. Um, I think you should have that ability to speak your piece. Um, my problem became when you tried to pack all Trump supporters in this one monolithic group that we were all crazy, mm-hmm. we were all parts of cults and stuff yeah. like that. When I start hearing people say that, and then I heard Congressman Kinziger say this. Look, the party I fell in love with sounds kind of corny, but when I was a kid, you know, and I loved the ideas of the Republican Party, I feel like we've lost a lot of that now. Uh, and that's why I'm going to fight like, like hell to bring it back to the party that I believe in. And, uh, you know, that a kid born in the inner city should have the same opportunity as a kid born in Highland Park, Illinois. That's what conservatism is. Not all this other anger and division. We stay an angry, divisive party. It'll be hard to consider the Republican Party home. But my values won't have changed. It will have been the the party's values. I I don't even know where to begin. But I am that kid from the inner city who has made good. Um, I think think we all have our own viewpoint and, and definition of what it means to be a conservative and I don't think the Republican Party is a very divided and, and angry party. Yeah, we're upset. We're mad. We're, we're frustrated right now because the, our guy didn't win. Or as some would believe, he was cheated out of it. I do believe that. You know, I do believe it was taken from him. Um, you, don't, you can't tell me that an 80-year-old, you, you know what, guy won this presidency. You just, I, I'm not going to believe it. Um, but I, I think when you when you start attacking the people and not keep your focus on the president, because that's who you're anxious with and you're attacking 74 million people and you're considering running for a statewide office at some point. I don't know what it is. Governor, Senate or whatever. Um, joining us by phone is attorney at Austin, uh, Austin Scott Davies. Um, Austin, are you from Winnebago County? Yeah, John, I'm from Winnebago County. I live here in Rockford. Rockford, okay. And now, for the people that don't know, um, you have come up with an idea of censoring uh, Congressman Adam Kinzinger. Can you explain to the people what that means and why why it's important that Winnebago County Republicans censure Congressman Adam Kinzinger? Sure, John. And I, I didn't really come up with this on my own. I heard about the story out of Carbon County, Wyoming, where uh, Chairman Joey, Joey Correnti and his a Republican Party in that county moved to censure Liz Cheney. And so that gave me the idea. So that same day, I drafted a censure resolution against Adam Kinzinger for our county. And basically what a censure is, it's a public warning, or it could be private. We provide for that in our bylaws, but it's usually a public warning to that candidate or officer or, or member of the party, warning them that you know they should not be doing whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, and in my proposed resolution, I was also asking for him to be disavowed, meaning the party 
uh, publicly will give him no support in any way. Uh, and I think that's important to do. And for Winnebago County to pass uh, this resolution to censure him, a lot of other counties in the state uh, are on board, even if Adam Kinzinger is not within their district. Uh, I know LaSalle County, uh, the county chairman there, Larry Smith, he's going to use a resolution similar to one I drafted for his meeting this Tuesday with his uh, local Republicans to hopefully censure Kinzinger in LaSalle County. Wow. So it's an important step to show uh, that we're not going to support uh, these kinds of uh, Republicans in name only, if you'd like to call them that, uh, when they do things uh, like with no support um, uh, based in the law or the facts. uh, As far as impeaching Trump, the the only article of impeachment was for incitement of insurrection. And, you know, there there was no incitement of insurrection, no incitement to overthrow the government by by President Trump. And if you read the article uh, of, in, of claiming there was insurrection incited by the president, part of the basis is that the president said in his speech at the rally that day that if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And that really is their best case, that he yeah. said, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. But, you know, it's really interesting. You played that clip by Adam Kinzinger. And in that clip, what did Adam say? He said yeah. he's going to fight like hell yeah. <laughs> to bring the party back to so, what he believes in. It sounds so, too violent, huh? Adam, exactly. I think Adam <laughs> Kinzinger might be an insurrectionist, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Austin, great points, and, and uh, thanks for doing this. I think, it's, I think it means a lot to, to you know— for 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 us in Illinois to stand up against some of the stuff, you know. Here, I you know Adam Kingsley. I, I've met him before. Um, seemed like a nice enough guy. But here, why would you paint a picture of every every Trump every every Trump voter as as bad or whatever? Right? We all anybody that was a Trump supporter, like myself, like him, love him, whatever, for different reasons. Some love him for his personality, man. Some love. <laughs> I him, wasn't one. Some love, yeah. Some, some love him because because of his his tan, his suntan, right? I, I actually love this guy because he's the best job-creating president in the history of our country. Wow. Okay? And in Illinois, boy, we need a little of that. I mean, think of Rockford, the great city of Rockford that I've done a lot of business in. I've got lots of friends and family out there, right? And think of Rockford. That it was an economic engine in the middle of the country along with Chicago. You know, in, in, in World War II, that was one of the targets that anybody would want to take out because we had so much infrastructure of, of, of manufacturing there. It's mostly gone now, right? Yeah. We need that back. We need that back in Illinois. And, and, and again, if Adam Kingsinger doesn't like job creation, he doesn't like uh, tax mitigation to be competitive again in, our, in, our, in the world like we became with Trump as a president, then he's, he's, not, he's not really a conservative, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we, we need that in Illinois again, right? We gotta, we, we, we've got to fight our taxes. We've got to crush some of the stupid taxes we have and some of the stupid regulations we have. And we've got to create jobs again. Yes. And, and if we can do those two things, right? Instead of losing 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 jobs a year, we need to create 50,000, 60,000 jobs a year. Big turnaround, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 job turnaround, let's say, right? Instead of taxing at the highest taxes in the country right now, property taxes, we need to get that in line to be average of the country. We don't have to be the cheapest. If we're average, think of the property values, how they come back. The bill, hundreds of billions of dollars we've lost in property values in Illinois, maybe a trillion dollars, some, some, people, some experts say, right? Maybe a trillion in, in, in loss in value. The only way we get that back we got to compete again in Illinois. And this is what this president did. I don't know him. Personally, he's not my, my type of personality, right, yeah. Trump? Yeah. Right? I don't know him well. I, I don't like the tan. I'm not a, I'm not a suntan guy, right? <laughs> I'm not, my hair's a little goofy, but uh, I wouldn't have that hairstyle, <laughs> right? But bottom line is this. 
He brought jobs back to our country, made us competitive again, right? He, 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 he got taxes in line to where we're bringing jobs back. Businesses want to do business in America again. So that, that, that's what I got to love about him. And, and for Adam Kingsier to, to, to bash these people that like those results, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, I, I completely agree with you there. And, and you know, all of uh, Representative Kinzinger's criticisms of the, of the president, uh, you know, don't call it, fall completely flat, but the right. president's done a lot of good since he came into office. Yes. Not everything is conservative as some may like, including myself, yep. but he's done a lot of good. You know, in his first, in the primary, I didn't vote for him either. I voted for Ted Cruz. I thought he was more conservative. But since the president's got into office, he, he's done a lot of good and shown that he can and has revived the economy up until the point where COVID happened, and then the Democrats took advantage of that to try and destroy the economy for their own political advantage. Wow. Hey, Attorney Austin Scott Davis, uh, thank you so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, wh- where can people follow up and, 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 and pay attention to what you guys are doing? So any updates or uh, about this censure? Uh, sure, John. Probably the best place. I'll probably be keeping everyone up to date on the Facebook page, Reopen Illinois. Also on my Facebook page, uh, you can just search my name, Austin Scott Davies, on Facebook, and I'll be uh, updating everyone uh, what happens on our vote on the Senate. And, and before we before we go, I want to let everybody know that Austin Scott Davies was in the fight uh, against these draconian lockdown measures um, up there in Rockford. He and uh, Tom DeVore, <laughs> you guys made some team, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you for your fight, sir, and thanks so much for joining Thank us today. All right. Wow. Gary, you have so much passion, brother. <laughs> don't don't come if you don't have passion. It's right? missing from don't, our politics. Don't, don't show up without passion. It's right? missing from our politics today. It really is. It really, really is. Guys, more with Gary Rabine, the Ditch Digger CEO. Go download his podcast. Um, I'm, I'm floored. You're listening to Black and White right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend who gave such a passionate, um, I don't know, man, that was like, I'm sitting in here good goosebumps, like, oh, come on, Gary, <laughs> can I vote now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Gary, oh, God, I see who's on the line. Oh, here we go. Let's go to the phone lines. P. Ray, well, because I mentioned the West Side. Is that what it was? No, you better greet me with better enthusiasm. <laughs> What's going on, P. Ray? How you doing? I'm wonderful. Hey, Gary Rabine, how are you? Hey, P. Ray, can't wait to meet you. I heard a little about, a bit about you. John uh, speaks I, fairly highly of <laughs> you. Thank you. See? Thank you. Thank you. Nah. Um, I've heard a lot of good stuff about you, too. No, I'm just teasing you because you were like, oh, here we go. No, like, because I'm excited. To hear you me. didn't hear me. I, <laughs> you must not have been. So you weren't listening to the show because I said, well, look at the West Side. I said, P. Ray, you better not call in here. And then here you are calling. Yeah. <laughs> no, someone heard you mention me, and that's what made me call. So thank you for the shout out. Hey, no problem. But What's no, going seriously, on? Seriously, um, so I want to talk to you guys really briefly about uh, what I'm seeing in Black Chicago. Uh-huh. So this summer, I organized Black Chicago for Trump, and we were able to get the president about 20% out of the city. So um, I think, based on the exit polls, don't mm-hmm. quote me, wow. but that's what they're saying. Um, and so, if you are going to be our governor, this is what Black Chicago means. 
uh, we need for you to get rid of the sanctuary state policy Absolutely. because it is hurting my people from um, all the way north down to uh, what's it, Cairo, Illinois. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> all 40 million of my tribe is hurt by illegal immigration and illegal immigration is what's pushing my people out of this state. So when you get your platform together, please mention that and how the sanctuary state policy is hurting American citizens and the ones who have been here the longest. It's devastating us, right? I hundred percent, you know, Bruce Rauner, I really like as a, as a friend and I, and I really was upset about those, you know, two things, HB 40 and the sanctuary state mm-hmm. bill. He did, he did two things there that no Democrat governor could get done anywhere in the country, right? And it bugged the heck out of me. I, and again, I, I like Bruce, uh, but, but that was disastrous in my eyes for our, our state, for our, the culture of our state. And, 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 and for like a guy like Adam Kingsley, not to be upset and talking about the, what yeah. we're doing at the border right now, right. when we've got jobs in, in, in his own state that, that, are, that, are, that are suffering, right? I mean, it's crazy. He should be railing on that. Stop focusing on Trump and, and Trump voters, right? Right. Think about think it's about deeper than that, though. Yeah. It's deeper than the jobs, because for us, what we know is that we are an over-policed community since mm-hmm. the time we got here. That's not my point. The point no. is that we have illegal people here now in the state who have sanctuary against being prosecuted for federal crimes. Mm-hmm. When American citizens don't get any type of leeway when it comes to federal prosecution. Wow. So that's discriminatory yeah. against American citizens in favor of illegal immigrants. Hey, P. Ray. And we can't have Hey, P. Ray. I'm trying. So, hey, P. Ray. I, I, uh-huh. I, I talked to uh, uh, Gary about your, your radio show. Um, so yeah. we're going to see if we can get you. You come on Sundays, right? What time? Sundays. Sundays at 5 p.m. on WVON. It's called the Black Excellence Hour. The yeah. only conservative talk show on WVON on Urban Radio. That's right. P. Ray, thanks so much for calling us and um, I knew you I knew you would call. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you. <laughs> you said my name and I showed up like Candyman. <laughs> I knew it. Take care, P. Ray. <laughs> Look forward thanks to so meeting much you, P. Ray. You. Yeah, she's right though. Um, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about something, Gary. Why is, why is an individual that's, work, that's running for governor for this state why is the why is job creation so important for the next governor of the state of Illinois? Yeah, so every one of us, uh, you know, for me as a as a kid, I I was inspired to someday someday work and work hard to make a living. Right, I was inspired eventually to understand what entrepreneurship is about, and I and I, and I was inspired by people around me that were hardworking people, my dad and and neighbors and friends that were in their own little businesses. Right, seeing the pride they had in serving people, I loved watching it. Right. So I was inspired by those stories. I believe our, our kids today, and, and, and I believe, you know, folk, I, I want to focus a lot on the urban environment because I believe they're not getting those, the, the vision of that. They're not, nobody's projecting the vision of what you could be if you, if you understand what, what, what you could do to serve the community yeah. and outside your community, right, to bring success back to yourself and your, and your, and your family. And I, I, I just think that that message isn't there anymore. That, I, I think there's, there's uh, lost hope in many cases for yeah. these kids we're number one in Illinois. We're crushing businesses and jobs, so the jo- opportunities are, are much smaller than they, they should be. And number two, we're, we're not we're not getting together as a community. Not 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 the not the government. But I'm confident that people like the the you know business leadership council friends of mine, Robert Blackwell and Daryl Martin are part of the board there. Um, and friends of mine like and I'm part of I'm part of YPO right. Yeah. It's global network of CEOs. 
if we get together as business leaders, right, we can solve these problems yeah. way better than government can. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm confident that's what we need. we need. These kids need to aspire to understand what it could be in this great country of America. And, and I'm I, afraid they don't, they don't get enough of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why you like Trump, too, because he went in there with a, with a different—he didn't come in there with a government mindset. He went in there with a mindset, in, in which I, I appreciated about Rauner. We'll talk more about this after mm-hmm. the break. But which I did appreciate about Rauner. He understood that he had to get beyond the red tape. Absolutely. And I love that about you CEOs. You guys push the envelope to get beyond the red tape. Hey, Mark Mark from downtown, I'll take your call right after the break. Um, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Gary Rabine, possibly the next governor of Illinois. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Man, I love that beat, man. Mike, you know I love Michael Jackson. Oh, I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with um, Carrie Rabai, the Ditch Digger CEO. Go download that podcast. Gary is considering running for governor of this state because we need we need principal we need a principal leader we need somebody who can really uh make tough decisions and and continue to make tough decisions and i, I just i i hope i hope that um you consider <laughs> let's go to the phone lines mark welcome to black and right mark mark Warren miller oh hey mark what's Warren up miller mark here. How you doing, here? Buddy? yeah you're there go ahead hey. what's going on I'm great, and your show is great today, and uh, Gary is great. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a, he, so hey, here's my question. Uh, you know, the Conservative Political Action Conference is coming up uh, February 25th yes. through the 28th in Orlando. I believe you're going, and I think uh, Gary Rabine should go since his uh, platform is a national platform, and we're rebuilding and restarting. And what do you guys think about CPAC? Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to go, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to get my reply from them. So uh, I think I'm well, that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to get there because I think it's a a, a good forum for people, especially people who are running for office. Uh, the connections that you're able to meet. So I, I CPAC is is one of the things that I think um, is, is 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 a godsend. I think and I Gary, think, yeah, I think you'll you want to go, Gary? I think you'll see me there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm planning on it right now, and uh, I'm talking to the um, organizer of it right now. So. Nice. Well, there good. I'll be. I'll be there. This will be my fifth year, so I'll be excited to see you guys. Down awesome. There. Well, you got to reach out. We got to say hi, and, and I got to get to know you. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Mark. Appreciate your call. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, but you know, CPAC is is, is wonderful. It's a it's a it's a great event for you know people who are trying to really change wherever state or locale they're in. I think it's 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 a great you know launch point for that. Sure. But you know, back to Illinois. Um, you know, we talked about job creation and why it's important. Why is 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 is, is property tax and and even our whole tax system? Why is it important that we reform it for the people that are here in Illinois? And 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 because I think I know I was there. We voted for property taxes a million times, but it was they were all fake bills. They didn't really want to do anything. But why is it important for people who are listening right now who are paying? I'm paying seventy four hundred dollars in property taxes where I live. Mm-hmm. Seventy four. That's a lot of money. Well, my friend is in Tennessee paying $500. <laughs> Think sure. about that. Sure. Why is it important? 
It's important because not only does it does it in my opinion this is called I call it tax theft, okay? It's not taxes. Yeah. It's it's taxation when you're the average of the country. Okay? It's taxation when it's the average. When you're 100% more than the average of the country, 200%, even 300% in some cases higher than the average of the country. That's what Illinois is, right? That's not taxation anymore. It's tax theft, okay? So so I and here's how it's in, in property tax, here's how the theft happens. First of all, you said seventy five hundred, yeah. and the average of, in the in the country, I'm guessing, is about thirty percent of that because we're 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 averaging as much as one hundred and fifty to two hundred percent more than the average of the country. So let's just say yours is thirty percent of that. So that's a two thousand twenty five hundred somewhere in there is the, is what you'd pay if you're in the average. Yeah. Now Tennessee is much lower than the average. Arizona is much lower than the average. They're a half a percent. Correct. The average is about one point two percent. So you're being it's it's a it's tax theft because you're being stolen initially, and then the value of your home compared to that house. Would you say Tennessee? Yeah. Okay, your friend's house in Tennessee has gone up in value by 50, 60, 70%. And he has acres of land, too. So, so let me tell you, since 2007, their property's gone up a lot, maybe double, yeah. okay, maybe more than double. Here in Illinois, your average home's gone down in value, mm. okay? That's ridiculous. In 15 years, gone, gone down, or you know, 12, 13, 14 years, gone down. How crazy is that? We're experiencing that. Nobody else is. So the tax theft goes on. When you don't have the equity in your home anymore that you that you're supposed to have that you would have if you were just an average state charging average taxes, yeah. So we got to get the tax down to the average of the country. If we do that, your values come back, John. Yeah. Your values come back, yeah. and now you're competitive in value and taxes. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think back to, to you know the in the, the people who were responsible for creating the law on property taxes was were also had a business a property tax law firm. I mean, think about that. I mean, there's no conflict of interest there, right? No, it's it's, it's not allowed in most states, I guarantee you that. No, exactly. And and so many people have had to suffer through that for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and that's one of the things I I really do like about you um, is that you're you're not afraid to pick a fight. Uh, But you're you're not afraid to pick a fight, but you'll pick the right fight. And I I think the next governor... Especially with everything that um, J.B. Pritzker, Governor J.B. Pritzker has done, the next governor is going to have to come in and fix a lot of stuff. And he's going to have to be able to do it with, hopefully not, a supermajority in both the House and the Senate. But you're going to have to pick certain fights. Are you are you ready to pick those fights? You know, I'll tell you, John, I'm I'm a lover more than a fighter. I do. I've, I, I'm not afraid of a fight, right? Yeah. I fought a lot in my life when it comes to competing and all the other things I've done. You know, but here, bottom line is this: I believe you you have to pick your fights wisely, right? You don't yeah. fight with everybody. I, yeah. I, you know, you can't fight with everybody. You got to yeah. pick your fights wisely. But you got you got to fight to compete to represent the citizens of Illinois like nobody else has. Yeah. If you do that, that's the, the fights are worth it if you're actually representing the citizens and not your own pocketbook, right? Correct. And, and when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about entrepreneurship. Um, I'll give you a minute there and just to talk about how important entrepreneurship. And then I want to talk about something that a lot of people don't know about you, just how, how, how much you give back to your community and, and your late wife and how much, how, 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 how much she gave back and how, and how she looked at helping uh, people. Um, it was it was um, just listening to you and I. We've had this conversation, uh, but it was I'm I'm one of those people. My heart is to help hurting people and to help people who just don't have don't have it to help themselves. So I, I can't wait. Um, Candace from Mount Pleasant, we'll uh, take your call after the break. You're listening to Black and White on AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, in with Gary Rayby, who's considering a run for governor. We'll be right back. Get up. 
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Yes, I am talking fast because I want to get as much Gary Rabine as possible in the last four minutes. Candace, I told you that I'd go to you. you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, I think there were some nefarious things that went on two weeks before uh, Election Day with Trump uh, campaign funds in many states, Wisconsin, and then the RNC ran out, and they all ran out two weeks before. So I would really like to see the RNC get audited. I don't trust uh, Mitt Romney's niece. Yeah, I don't either. I also think the Wisconsin... I also think the Wisconsin GOP is not trustworthy, and yeah. I think that they should be audited as well. They lost $2 million of his money. Ouch. Thanks so much for calling, yeah. Candace. Uh, Gary Rabai, entrepreneurship, yep. philanthropic endeavors, go. So entrepreneurship you know, is about, when I talk to entrepreneurs, if you're not willing to, to give before you think about getting, mm-hmm. you're really not an entrepreneur. If you're not willing to serve others, more than anybody else, more than your, better than your competition, you're really not going to be an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And that's why I love entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And when we look at philanthropic causes, I wasn't, I, I wasn't the biggest philanthropic mind in my younger days. Mm-hmm. Right? I was th- concentrating on my business. But Making I, money. But I was blessed to marry up. Mm-hmm. I married an amazing <laughs> woman that, that uh, all she did was care about everybody else. Yeah. She didn't care about herself. She's a you know, beautiful woman, strong faith, and all these things, but never really cared about herself, yeah. right? She always was like, how can I help them? Hey, honey, how can we help them? And, and, and so she would come to me looking to donate to different things as we started our it was very small in business, had a little bit of money that we mm-hmm. could spend on things. And it got a little bigger, a little bigger. And she had years where she spent, she, she asked, and I, I said, Hell, heck yeah, honey, let's do this. <laughs> and some years we lost money and gave away a lot. Wow. And it was like, oh, man, we got to figure out how to do yeah. this so it works out better. Yeah. So we built the foundation about 17 years ago called the Rabine Group Foundation. The fun thing about that is, it's prepared giving. You're preparing to give. You're taking your profits, and you're taking some of your profits and putting in the foundation, and then the foundation can then grow from there. Yeah. And then in bad years, you're still giving because the foundation is, 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 is its own sustainable right, yeah. system. Okay. And, and, and that was a beautiful thing. So my wife was big into that. She built this foundation, Raven Foundation, to be a, a substantial foundation in, in Illinois where we do, we, we, we're blessed to be able to give back to a lot of great causes, yeah. mostly children. Elderly veterans is our biggest our biggest yeah. causes, and my daughter Janelle today is one of our leaders of one of our companies runs it, and she's got the nice. heart. My wife passed away three months ago. Yeah, she had brain cancer, and and uh, and so my daughter jumped right in while we were going through the fight of brain. She fought it for four and a half years, but my daughter Janelle jumped right in about two years ago and said, "I got this." And sure yeah. enough, she's been handling running the foundation. We've got. People from all over our businesses, they're on the board. Wow. And they decide where they're going to invest the money, yeah. right? But it's got, to, it's got to align with our causes. So it's been a blessing. I think any business, no matter what size, if you're a, if you're a, a, a half a million dollar business or a half a billion dollar business, should all have a foundation to give back to the things they believe in. It creates a great culture in any business. Love it. Gary, man, you're a very well-rounded person. I'm going to give you a minute. Mm-hmm. Your final argument, should you choose to run for governor, why should the people elect Gary Rabai? Because I, I'm going to have the guts to challenge the status quo when it comes to what we're doing to, to, to inhibit job growth, business growth, you know, corporations from leaving our state, right? I'm going to do what it takes to bring business and jobs back to our state like nobody else that I see running. I, I also, I'm very confident that our taxes can be, can be battled. We can crush some of these taxes. We've got a lot of work to do in, in going on a diet in the state, right? We need, yeah. a, we need work in dieting because we are the most obese state government in the country. Yeah. So we got to work to do there, right? 
but we got to we got to focus on what can we do to get these taxes down, especially our property tax, where we're just killing killing the the the, the nest eggs of, of of all of us as Illinois prop, property owners. I don't care if it's a little lot, a little house, or a, a big building. We're killing the the the, the uh, equity we had we had once had in real estate in Illinois. Wow, there you have it, guys. Gary Rabine considering a run to be the next governor of the state of Illinois. Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. I want to thank my good friend Jay DeMarco, George Farrell from blackpack.gop, Austin Davis, um, Austin Scott Davies, who's putting together the center for um, against Adam Kinzinger. Hey, guys, thank you so much, Gary. To my brothers and sisters out there who have walked away from the liberal left, you are not wrong. Keep the faith. And thank know, you, John. And thank- know it's more than okay to be black and right. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Hey, you were the best. See you next week.